going on everybody it's your boy rail back with another review oh yeah i promised you several pieces of content between these next three days and i'm living up to my promise now this one i'm probably already seeing the title i wish i could do like a title reveal so i could talk and you don't know what the fuck i'm about to talk about but since you clicked on it you already know but yes in uh honor of october i'm keeping a horror theme and i did something for the first time uh mainly because it just kept showing up as my suggested and it's new like the new season just dropped so i said fuck it why not I know there's some uh, American Horror Story fans, the AHS people, and I said, well, let's see how it does. Okay, let, let's see. I've never watched an American Horror Story ever, ever. This is the first time ever me doing it last night. And um, so I don't know traditionally how it goes. I didn't know what to expect. So you're going to have to give me some grace. And also, another heads up on this review. It was so hard for me just to find the cast for season 11. So I think it was like cinema, let me salute them, uh, cinemablend.com. Thank you. You were the only people who came close to giving me the face and the name of characters. Because if this is your first time uh, tuning in, Rail is bad with names. Everybody that watches me knows that. I'm going to mix up names. I'm going to miss say names because I don't take notes. This is all freestyle. I watch, I turn this camera on, and I holler at you people. So, it's very important that when there's a several characters, I could just go on my phone and be like, oh yeah, this is the dude. Instead of me just going, yeah, you know that one motherfucker with the glasses and he's walking around with the shirt? Yeah, that dude. That, you know, but Cinema Bland, thank you for helping just a little bit. The rest, I'm just saying, give me some grace. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a one-off for American Horror Story. Uh, you know, I go by the views. I let the people dictate what they want me to review. So I'm about to do episodes one and two of season 11. All right. If the views are up there, if the engagement and the comments are up there, I will continue. I will add this on to my list of things to review going forward. Right. Uh, if it doesn't, if the people don't want to hear about me speaking about AHS, then God damn it, this is all you're going to get. Real is a man of the people. I am still going to watch, though, because this a this this American Horror Story is giving me, like, a whodunit. Like, who's the killer, serial killer type vibes. So, and once I've already invested in something like that, I have to see it through, because I need to know who's the killer, how we're going to find him out, and how much he's going to get away with until he's done. So, I will still be watching. Now... After all the palaver, salute to Discord gang was popping. I know some of y'all are AHS people. I know some of y'all fell off. I'm hoping y'all enjoy this. Uh, salute to those listening on Apple and Spotify podcast. And of course you, the viewer. All right, let's get into it. American Horror Story, New York City, season 11, episodes one and two. Now, when I start off a fresh season, what I like to do is first get into the different characters, um, which I will do. but I got to say this, as I'm watching this horror story, I'm like, where's the horror? Is it just me? It feels like, if it was like a slasher, like this started off like, okay, we about to get some slasher shit. Cause you know, the first body is a beheaded man, right? The pilot who I thought was faithful, you know what I'm saying? Turned down a girl in the hallway. I was like, good man, good man. You're turning down half naked chicks talking about just slide the wedding ring off. And he was like, no, mine stay on. 
I said, good dude. Then he opened up this treasure chest and turned into a goddamn uh, off-duty leather police officer and unfortunately became beheaded. I was like, oh, well, I don't know if your uh, wife was down there, my guy. So maybe you're not as loyal as I saluted you to be. But I don't think that is cause for you to become headless. But I was like, okay, so we got a slasher. And then they found a body. I mean, they found a head by a drain. And I'm like, oh, this got to be the head. And the police officer's like, yeah, this got to be the head. Turns out it might not be the head. So I said, oh, shit, several headless people. Uh, So I'm thinking it's a slasher. But as I continue to watch, as I get into it more, it seems more like a serial killer type show is this so i'm asking y'all is this like in vain of american horror story like i know every season is different none of them connect is what i've been told but is this in the this ain't nothing new right is it serial killer shit is it supernatural shit should i be looking out for supernatural shit help me out you know what i'm saying because it is one dude i'm gonna get into that lit lets me know that but um yeah so also I want to add uh, my confusion. So I got New York City. Got it. It's the 80s. uh, The gay scene. um, Cool. Got it. But then there's also randomly on Fire Island, some fucking deers dying of some mysterious disease. And I guess there's going to be a connection soon. But right now in the first two episodes, I'm like, what the fuck is up with this doctor? What's up with these deers? And why was the plan to line all the deers up and machine gun them? I was like, look. I'm not a fucking scientist. Okay, never claimed to be, don't know how to be one. I'm I failed. I no, I didn't fail. I barely passed both biology and chemistry by the skin of my teeth. I think the teachers like me. But no. But I'm almost 100% certain that when you're investigating, I don't know, a new virus that is putting giant holes in deers and you don't you can't readily identify it. Maybe you should have on gloves and a mask. And then you having this discussion, touching the shit, breathing it in, talking about it's only a matter of time before it jumps from deers to fucking people. And I'm like, okay, but where's your mask? Why is all these people standing around in just inhaling dead deer fumes? Dead viral deer. Isn't there some type of protection? Where's the protocol? Where's the big fucking hazmat suits? So I'm like, maybe you are the people that it will jump to. You'd probably be the first ones. And it's on a fucking island. I I don't know how islands work, but for it to go from an island that is not inhabited by people and then make it to the people, there is going to have to be people that it get attached to. So I was like, this fucking scientist, this doctor lady is stupid. I already don't like her. I don't like her procedure. It doesn't seem, I mean, come on. But yeah, so we got several things going on. Now, into the characters. Uh, I'm going to go with Gino first, okay? He reminds me of a very old Negan. That's what I'm saying. So, ne- so <laughs> I was about to call him Negan, so old Negan. Gino apparently works for a gay newspaper. Is it called The Variety or The Village or something like that? I don't know. But he's like the head muckety-muck up there at the uh, at the paper. And he's seeing all these, you know, he's a, he seems to be super big on um, gay advocacy for gay men in particular, right? Because he got pressed by the by the three women who's like, you never talk about lesbians and our problems. And he's like, uh, because I'm a gay guy and I'm going to talk about gay guy problems. Sorry. I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, 
How could you argue with him? I was like, ah, he makes a fucking fair point. So Gino is set up to be like this hard-nosed reporter who was out there to spread the word to his community and and fighting, fighting for the protection of the NYPD, for the protection of the government. Like, hey, we're fucking dying out here, right? So you go, you want to salute Gino, right? You want to salute him. But at the same time, he's got a uh, a young boyfriend, right? And I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like how he's treating Patrick. Cause Patrick is a police officer, right? Now he's 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 un, he's still in the closet as far as his profession goes, right? And Gino is mad that he doesn't want to come out as a gay man to the police force. And I'm like, bro, hold your horses. First off, when you're your frustrations, my guy, is because you chose to date a young man. You're considerably older than Buddy. So you got to deal with young people issues. Don't just because now you're old and you're established and everybody knows who the fuck you are. How dare you put all this pressure on this man? And come to find out he divorced his wife, right? He had to come out to her and divorce his wife to be with you and live with you. I was like, I don't know. And then he's acting like just coming out to the 80s New York police force who has fucking Kumar as their police captain. How you spell Kumar? Five O's or like two U's. That's a white, uh, that's a Harold and, Com- Harold and Kumar go to White Castle reference. Yeah, you, you got it. Some of y'all got it. So I was like, well, he's still getting paid. I was like, salute to Kumar. Um, but yeah, I'm like, so how do you think that's going to work out for him? This is fucking, first is New York City in the 80s, so it's the filthiest place on planet Earth. And it's probably the most corrupt place right now in the 80s. This is like a bad time. This is like fucking post-apocalyptic type shit in the in 80s New York. And you want him to be the one man, the one brave soul, to come in this corrupt police system and come out as a gay guy. Back then, the internal affairs that was there to police police, them motherfuckers was crooked. I said, yo, I don't know. So I'm not really a fan of Gino. I got to be honest, not a fan of Gino. Uh, Patrick, he, you know, he's going through it. He's struggling. He's trying to play both sides of the fence. I, I think he's doing a hell of a job. You know, I mean, it's on him to do what he want to do. But Patrick got some some secretive shit going on. When they found that little chest, when his when his wife Barbara found that little chest of handkerchiefs and leather and all this other shit. So it I don't know because when you're doing a whodunit murder, I'm looking at everybody, and that's what I'm getting the vibe. And I'm not getting a good vibe from Patrick. First off, he seemed like he was on the up and up. You know what I'm saying? Trying to police the community, trying to do it secretly, investigate, trying to stay off his coworkers' radar. So I'm like, okay, you do your thing. But now when Barbara's coming in here saying, dropping words like, oh, he's an excellent liar. He's fucking terrific. And then for Gino to attack Barbara outside, I'm like, I don't like, I don't think I like Gino. Here comes Shorty, who is seems to be very tolerant. I mean, very tolerant. She could be hating on you for stealing her man, one. And she could just be like completely gay bashing. And no, she's doing none of those things. She's taking it on the chin like a champ and still, and then coming to her man's ex, I mean, her, her ex's new boo with some, Hey, I don't know what y'all got going on, but I found this. Do you know about this lifestyle? This is something you should know. 
Okay, I'm just going to bring it to you because I'm telling you, this nigga Patrick, he's sneaky. He's a liar. I don't know if he's lying to you, but, you know, X to new. I figured you should know that. And then to Gino just to try to dub her and make it seem like he's she trying to ruin their relationship. I'm not a fan of Gino. I got to be honest. And there's a lot of people I'm not a fan of. But, so these are these seem to be like some of the main characters. Then you got Adam. Okay, I think Adam might be the only dude that I like. He seems to be uh, mild-mannered. He's looking for monogamy. He's not just out here smashing shit. So you go, okay, I salute, looking for love. And he's also trying to find his roommate or get justice for him. And, you know, he seems to just be wanting to do the right thing. And he's not falling for the fuck shit. So Adam, okay. And this Theo character, the uh, photographer, this is the one who makes me think that there may be some supernatural shit. Because apparently his grandmother was like clairvoyant. And then he has some type of clairvoyancy. And so I'm like, okay. But then, you know, one of his <laughs> predictions was when when Nasty Ass Adam, we're going to get into Adam. Nasty Ass Adam seems to be his boyfriend manager. He seems to be everything the Me Too movement was fucking created. Like, Adam is a walking testament to the whole the me too thing like he is an enemy right and so he's explaining to him how he just wants to take pictures of flowers and water drops because there's a darkness coming and he feels like he needs to stay away from it but where he might be on point i was like my guy you got to be a little bit more clear than that it's 80s new york everything is dark everything is dark Everything is dangerous. That's not no fucking prediction. That's like me saying, oh, man, the sun might fucking come up tomorrow. I don't know where I'm getting this from, but the sun might be shining. So I think I'm going to stay in. I don't know if I need vitamin D today. I think I'm just going to close the shades, draw those black, dark shades down and block this sun out. So I, I don't know. It's like his clairvoyance is very obvious. Hopefully he gets a little bit more specific. Then I can believe a little more into Theo's thing. And also, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is like an actual depiction. I, I, I don't know. But I have seen it multiple times. So the gay scene in New York seems to be where the fellas link up in the most sketchiest areas. I'm talking about grimy, nasty, dirty areas. And so at first I'm watching like, yo, that's fucked up. That they gotta hide like fucking golems like, they're fucking those things from uh, uh, I Am Legend. They can't come out when the sun is out, right? They fucking in little abandoned warehouses and rat-filled areas, and this is the only place they can really get their shit off freely. So at first, I'm like, yo, this is kind of fucked up. But as I continue watching, I'm like, why aren't they just at all the multiple gay clubs? Like, there's several places I've noticed. You got the bathhouses. You got all these bars dedicated specifically to them. Little fucking lounge rooms. And they have, like, a whole community. They got a whole business. They have a whole town. It's called the village that they fucking kick it at. Right? That they do their thing. And so I'm just like, so are they just choosing to be fucking and sucking and in the central park in the woods and in fucking tunnels and abandoned warehouses and this what i don't know 
So at first I was feeling bad, but I'm like, these niggas just want to be the Lost Boys at this point. They just want to be like, and they're like dressed like the Lost Boys. They just want to be these vampire characters with their leather on. And I don't know, maybe they seem cool. But I'm like, this is a killer's wet dream. And then when I hear Gino talking about how he's trying to, you know, it's hard to protect them because these are the places they want to go. And obviously this is where a killer's going to get his rocks off. Okay, you're in dark places sketchy areas and you're willing to link up with whoever's down to fuck you everybody's not good everybody's not just looking for some ass everybody some there's apparently there's somebody out here looking for some ass and some head literally they want your head gone so i was like this is and i don't know if this dude is the actual killer but i don't like the description of him <laughs> right when everybody sees this giant fucking he looks like vader from wwf like this motherfucker is a huge human like this motherfucker and all leather with that zipped up mask like this motherfucker looks terrifying i don't like the depiction that adam gave not adam that uh what's my man's name um no his name is adam i don't like the depiction my man adam gave when he first went to patrick to say hey i saw this he was like, I just saw a large dude, and he was dressed in leather. I was like, ah, 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 That's a horrible description of this monstrosity of a man. I, if it was me, if he was asking me to describe this motherfucker, I would have said, imagine the largest human being you've ever seen in person, and this motherfucker was bigger than him. And I'm not talking big and fat. I'm talking about this motherfucker looks like the leathered up Bane from Batman. He is, he looks like a fucking supervillain. I would, I don't know, check, all, uh, go to a gym and find the biggest motherfucker, find somebody that looks like a Viking. He's likely the person that is doing the murder. Like, right, this motherfucker is big. They have totally just undervalued his size. I'd have been like, yo, <laughs> This motherfucker, you can't miss him. Arrest his ass. Shoot his ass. You might not be able to arrest him. But the more I'm watching, I'm not knowing if he is the killer or the collector. Because now we got to talk about Sam. So Sam is the dirty um, dirty manager of Theo. I guess he's, I guess he's a, a, a curator of the arts or some shit. And... He, what he asked Theo to do is make some fucking terrible, like, almost, what's that shit called? Like a snuff film? Like, you know, when it's like, where people, like, like, like the movie 8mm, like, but not where people are dying, but he has them doing grotesque shit, have the, have the models doing grotesque shit, and then Theo shoots pictures and he sells them on a private market. I was like, okay. Like, when he brought that one dude in who was just looking to become an actor, and he fucking... And he brought him to Theo. He was like, yeah, I'm about to make you a star. So what I need you to do is take this fucking lube and then flip the bar stool upside down. I said, no way. Hell no. What amount of money are you going to pay me to sit on a bar stool and get photographed? I said, yo, Sam is fucking different. But apparently this giant motherfucker is like his security. But I'm confused. Like, I'm like when when the when the model first came to take the pictures with Sam with Sam and Theo, he was at the door. He was like at the entrance, and he said, "Yo, I'm here to see Sam." And then the the, the giant motherfucker moved. Bane moved. Matter of fact, 
This motherfucker looks like I'm gonna call him humongous. Y'all ever seen the Road Warrior? Well, I think it was too, like Fury Road. No, oh, maybe it wasn't. But the motherfucker humongous, Lord of the Wasteland, humongous. Like that's exactly who the fuck he is. So I'm gonna refer to him as humongous. So he was there and he spoke to him, and he moved out his way and let him go in to take his photos. So I was like, okay, the potential killer is Sam's bodyguard. But then there was a scene when Sam is walking past him and it's almost like he didn't even acknowledge his existence. And I'm like, can he be seen? Is he like, does he show himself? Because he does have great disappearance skills. Every time you see the motherfucker, you turn around, he's gone again. So I, I don't know if he's like a presence. I don't know if he's an actual physical being. I'm confused. I don't know. Because ain't no way that motherfucker's that big and that light on his feet. Like, how are you that big and a ninja, my guy? Like, no. It's something to it. And then it was doing this glowing light when Sam walked past him. And it was almost like, I don't know. But then Sam's got the poor model trapped in the cage down there talking about, you're the one who answered a random phone call. You knew what it was. And I was like, you know what? I hate to agree with him, but you're kind of right there. You're outside kicking it of, of fucking payphone rings. You answer it, and a, a motherfucker you've never met, you just heard the voice, talking spicy, says, meet me by yourself in this place. You pull up. You are, well, you subject to the terms and conditions. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, you almost deserve this. Like, and, and you know, it's nasty to say, but it's like, because, like, who the fuck deserves to get locked in a cage and tortured? And you go, ah, oh, that's not cool. But then you go, mm, meeting a voice on a payphone in the air. In, I, you just got to go, that one's on you. And I can't help but watching this, watching this shit thinking, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, this is the era of Dahmer. Like, he would have ate out here. Like, he would have been, literally, he would have ate out here. Like, this was his scene. But I guess at the same time, this was going on here, it was going on in Milwaukee. I wonder if it's like, it's kind of strange that these two things dropped around the same time, right? We're fresh off the Dahmer, and now we're into AHS uh, New York City with the same type of serial killer targeting gay men. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know if that's a thing, but to all the people in the gay community, watch out. I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how these psychos take watching all this type of shit. They might be like, ooh, I could do this. And I don't know. So just protect yourself. I don't know. Stay easy out there. You don't want no recurring shit. But, um, yeah, so you, you signed yourself up for that. So now I'm looking at several people as potential killers. And then I got Mr. Whitley, right? He seems to be a giant, right? He talks creepily. He's got a nasty comb over. He's got the glasses. I'm like, killer. I'm like killer. And we see him snag up Gino, right? He's the Mai Tai killer. I don't know if he's the beheader, though. There's It seems to be multiple people out here catching gay bodies. They're killing motherfuckers. They're killing guys. So I, I don't know if it's the big man, if he's collecting people. I don't know if he is the slasher. But I know Mr. Whitley is on some shit. Because he snatched up Gino, and he fucking was about to Dexter him out, right? I say, yo, I, that was probably the creepiest scene. It's one of two creepy scenes. But when he grabs, when he's got him, and he's sticking fucking 
needles in his fingertips, drugging them up, and then explains to him, like, yo, so what's about to happen next is I'm going to take your arms and I'm going to dislocate them shits. You are going to feel it, right? So I apologize. You're going to feel this pain. I haven't really perfected this. I say, yo, this motherfucker's different. And Gino, I, I'm just imagining the fear. Like, this is the only part where I'm actually feeling horror from this whole thing. I'm like, yo, that is horrifying. And he goes, and then the only thing that saved him was that Marine's tattoo. He said, oh, damn, you served. You're a fellow brother. So he's dropping hints. So Whitley is a fucking, he was a Marine at some point. So I know that's going to come into effect uh, in future episodes. He said, you're a fellow uh, soldier or something like that. He said something to that effect. So I'm like, okay, so he too was in the armed forces. And... Then he lets Gino know, like, well, I ain't going to do this to you because you, you know, we good people. So what's going to happen is, very calmly, like, this motherfucker's like, I'm going to release you. You're going to wake up someplace random, right? And you can tell the police whatever the fuck you want to know. They're not going to find me. And guess what? I don't think they want to find me. I think they think I'm doing God's work. So have at it. Not you, somebody else. And I say, God damn, that's a harsh piece of reality. That's a hard piece of reality, because the police? Oh, my God. Outside of Patrick? And you know what I don't like about Patrick? I don't like uh, not just the fact that he's got some of these lies going on. I hate that trash stash, okay? But more so, I hate them giant fucking ears. Like, they are so disturbed. My man, all I see this is when he's talking. Oh, Gino, I, you know, don't treat me like this. And I feel like my man's going to fly away. But, um... Uh, <laughs> the police force this is the what and i'm like well what the fuck is going on with ahs right when these motherfuckers take poor adam in because him and gino decide to, to batman and robin this thing right they're like fuck it we're gonna get out there and do this to us so we're gonna go out here and say the police want us dead nobody's helping call this line and i immediately knew i was like oh yeah the police finna fuck them up over this new york city cops oh yeah you're gonna what so they're out here trying to be righteous, posting up shit. And then when they snatch him up and take him in that interrogation room, I'm like, okay, so they threatened him. And I like, I got to say, I like the way Patrick tried to hint to him like, yo, so, dude, relax. I'm gay. Play with it. I'm on your side. And I felt like Adam was picking up on that vibe a little bit. Like, mm, let's tell this guy. I don't know. He might be a... But I don't know. But then he switches up to angry just in time for the cops to be like, Yo, what the fuck is up with Patrick? So Patrick is a master. He is a master liar, which is why he's on my radar for maybe being the killer. I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting nasty vibes from Patrick. He's doing too well at lying. He's got secret fucking boxes that don't Gino know about. He's lying, talking about he's not into leather. And leather seems to be the big thing going on. So I'm putting him, I'm putting Patrick in my dark horse for being the killer so far. So that's my, it's my wild card. But when this motherfucker's getting interrogated and then this giant black motherfucker with a cowboy hat comes in with a jock strap on, ass out, said no words, walked in and slapped the shit out of, I'm talking about he put all five fingers on my man's face. He slapped that motherfucker like he'd been on the street all day and brung him no money. That was the most dis... And I was like, I did... When I saw that scene, I said, yo, what? 
in the fuck am I watching? I say, is this normal? Does he work for the police force? <laughs> what the fuck? Where does he get that guy? I got so many questions. People, please tell me if this is some AHS shit. Like, what was that? For the, for the, I'm so confused. I, 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 it took me a minute to process because I was just like, what is the symbolism? <laughs> What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> Were they trying to, like, oh, shit, I'm sweating. Were they trying to, like, say, like, since you like gay guys, we're going to get you turned on and get the shit slapped out of you? Like, is this some type of weird torture? I don't know what it means. I don't know. I don't know. Was this just for art? It, people, please. This is not one of those deep channels. I'm here for fun. I'm here for jokes and shit. But one of y'all gotta tell me, like, what's the deeper meaning behind this giant black man with a cowboy hat ass out slapping some dude and the police called him in and he just as, as smooth as he walked in is as smooth as he walked the fuck out and nobody but Adam seemed to react. Not even Patrick. They was like, this is what we do. Oh, we call him uh uh the big slapper. Right, he he puts he puts work in, so I'm like, okay, that's some sick shit, and I I just didn't like that it was not enough reaction from the room. Like I was looking around, like, is this how they work? Like, what the fuck? And then when Adam got out that situation, and he's telling Gino and everybody else what happened to him, his exploits. He never for once said, you know. And by the way, um, why why is giant niggas coming in slapping the shit out of me with no pants on, no clothes on? Is that a thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, okay. But that shit was, that was the second creepy scene. I I just don't understand it. But back to Whitley. So uh, there's something seems to be with this rash. There's got to be something with the doctors, with the doctor's office. The the rash that Whitley has that won't go away. And something going on with the deers in Fire Island. Right? There's got to be. I'm assuming there's a link. And Whitley, um, it seems like he's the Mai Tai killer, right? Like he gives you the Mai Tais, drugs you up, or that's his signature thing. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's a slasher. And Whitley is not a small man. He too is a giant motherfucker, but he does not fit the physical structure of humongous. He is not some muscled up, roided up animal that that motherfucker is, right? So... Whitley comes in while um, Patrick and Gino decide, since because Gino's now mad that Patrick is not going to speak up and come out. Cool. But well, I guess he's saying what they can do is go and investigate together. So now these two are finna go be crime stoppers, right? They're going to be crime fighters. And I'm like, there's no way that this is going to turn out well. But I don't know if Whitley just happens to frequent that bar, if they just kind of chose correct that night. But... When he gave dude that drink that he was very upset about, I ain't gonna lie, I would be too. When my man looked at that my time, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Who gave you this shit? Oh, some dude, oh, he was down there, he disappeared. You know what I'm saying? He's like, man, what's this fruity shit? Then he sipped it, like, I ain't gonna lie, though, it's delicious. And that's, and I, that, that, that dude is me. I ain't gonna lie. When I see a fruity drink or somebody's like, oh, you gotta try this, blah, blah, I'm like, mmm, because I drink my liquor straight, right? 
So, and you know, you get mad. Like, what the fuck is all this? And umbrellas and this? And I'm pretty sure I've never had a Mai Tai, but it do look, it do look delicious. I, I would say I probably react the same way as Buddy. But then Whitley just spitting that shit in his ear and then just in public stabbing him in the neck and dipping. Now I don't know what Whitley's MO is. Because typically serial killers seem to stick to a theme. And he seemed to be like a Dexter vibe. So I don't think he's the beheader. Somebody else is behind the beheading. And so it seems like we got multiple killers going on. And I, I'm I'm actually here for it, though, because I just need to know who the killer is. But uh, there are things I don't like about this show. There is. It's like the random three chicks, the one, the chick from Roseanne. They are very fucking annoying. But I guess they was pressing him just so they could work at the paper. So Gino threw them a bone. Now they're going to be working on the paper. And uh, but she also has input. Who does she call? Oh, she called the doctor, right? I can't think of her name. What's her? Fuck it. But the lead of the three chicks. She called doctor and said, yo, I know uh, about the deers and Fire Island. The government is trying to kill a certain vulnerable group of people, right? So now I'm sitting here thinking, like, is the symbolism, like, AIDS? Is the is the Fire Island thing supposed to be, like, an AIDS thing? Like, is that, you know, is that is that the moral of this story? Like, is that the theme? But we also see that Humongous was out there stalking the doctor lady. And when she looked, he disappeared, and he had a chain this time. So I don't know. I think he's a collector. I don't think he's the killer. So there's somebody that controls him, or he's some type of entity or spirit right uh it's a lot of moving pieces going on with this show and uh but i i on so far on my kill list uh i'm thinking i'm taking whitley off as the slasher because he's too obvious a killer so i'm really trying to see who is the motherfucker beheading people i don't think it's humongous i think he's just a glorified body snatcher and i'm putting patrick and sam on my standby list Yes. And also, what I'm not liking is the non-creativity that these gentlemen have when they're dressing up in their BDSM shit. It's a lack of creativity. Everybody seems to be rocking the same fucking uh, double belt thing that's strapped like this, shirtless, like Big Boy at the at the bar had it before he got stabbed in the neck. A line of people had it on outside. I said, no, nah, y'all got to switch it up. There's too many things you can make leather. How is that the go-to? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. There's no creativity, fellas. Step your game up. All right? But the motherfucker that's making leather belts gotta be cashing out. That mother... You know, fuck crack. You know, back in New York, 80s crack sold. I'm starting to think now, watching this shit, that it might have been crack was number one in sales, and motherfucking leather and leather belts had to be number two. I, I ain't never seen so much leather in my goddamn life. And I'm like, how is these niggas' balls not at ultimate sweat? Like, how are they not sweating profusely? That's why they ass shirtless. It ain't because they're trying to show off their sexy bodies. No. No. Them niggas is hot. That's why all that fucking leather. That's why they shirtless in the streets of New York. And also... Uh, what else is there? Oh, the handkerchief thing, right? This is another thing while I'm looking at Patrick. So Patrick investigates, sees that the that the headless dude had a dark blue rag uh, shoved in his throat. He goes to Gino to find out, like, what's this whole handkerchief code? Like, break down these colors for me. Like, he's acting like he has no fucking idea. 
But am I, is it just me? Or when Barbara brought that box to Gino's attention, was there not a plethora of handkerchiefs in there of multiple colors? Did I see something different? Because neither one of them addressed it. But I'm like, I thought he didn't know nothing about handkerchiefs. Is this just to go with his ensemble? I don't know. I don't think so. Watch out for Patrick, man. But yeah, get in them comments. Let me know uh, if y'all rocking with season 11. Uh, please educate me on American Horror Story. Like, let me know if this is the this is how American Horror Story goes. Like I said, it's my first time. Who y'all got being the killer? Just educate me on this shit. But I will be watching. So um, if you want more of this, you're going to have to like it. You're going to have to watch it. And you're going to have to share it. It just is what it is. I get the numbers, you get more of this. I don't. Hey. We had fun. All right? Uh, but you know how it goes, man. Protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Your boy Rail is out of here, man. And peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at a 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...